This is Carolyn Hawley. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Coach Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy, your partner in health. Bacon, you gotta love it. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. The Eagle at North End 76 stations and on-the-fly service station on Collister and State. McDowell Specialty Repair. Hendrickson's Fine Jewelry, the place to go for that special someone. Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle and Cook Mortgage LLC. Stop by their new location at 512 North 13th Street in Boise, online at sboyle.castlecookmortgage.com. And now, here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Coach Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, today our special guest is Brandon Buck. Now, that sounds like a good baseball name. And actually, Brandon was a baseball player and also a baseball coach. But now he coaches people, and we're going to talk more about that after we hear his story. But first of all, Brandon, welcome to Game Plan for Life. Skip, thank you so much for having me on. It's a true pleasure. Well, we're interested to hear your story and and kind of where it's taken you and what you're doing now in the Boise area. So let's, let's go back in time. Let's go back to where you grew up and kind of walk us up to today. Awesome. Uh, well, I grew up in a really small town in southern Indiana, a little place called Bedford. Uh, it's a limestone capital of the world and uh, actually an area where, where basketball is king. Um, and I uh, was very fortunate, um, had a great family that just poured into me with uh, two brothers and a sister. And we were just very involved and just really grew a tight-knit family and, and just fell in love with athletics. Uh, as I began to get into high school, Getting into sports and falling in love with that even more. I was fortunate enough to go to Purdue University and actually get to play baseball with my older brother while I was wow, there. That's a great, great it, deal. It was it was super cool yeah. um, and just something. And it allowed us to develop a relationship that uh, just allowed it to grow even more. Right. I, I thought the world of him, but to be in that in that environment uh, for that amount of time was just it was something really special. And, and when I while I was there, I wasn't a guy that got to play a whole lot. I was a catcher while I was at Purdue, mm-hmm. um, but I was able to bounce around to a lot of different positions. And because of that, I was able to learn a lot of different skills and understanding how to work as a team, how to be a team player, how to deal with different personalities, uh, how to deal with a lot of failures uh, and, and learning opportunities. And because of that, I, I just I fell in love with the whole concept of coaching. Mm. Um, and uh, I got my degree in education. And when I ended up graduating, I was on the five-year plan at Purdue, so it took me five years to, to sure. get that degree. Sure. Um, and my last year while I was in uh, West Lafayette, uh, I was dating a girl that had moved to Phoenix, Arizona. She had gotten a job at Intel, and so I moved across the country to, to go out there. Follow the girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, the day I signed my teaching contract out there, that girl and I broke up. So, oh, so wow. here, here I am, uh, you know, 20-some or 2,000-some miles away from Indiana. Uh, but it, it couldn't have, have worked out any better. Um, the school that I was at was just such a, such a unique 
and uh, amazing institution where there was tons of diversity. Uh, I mean, we were 30% Caucasian, 30% African-American, 30% Hispanic, and 10% other. That is diversity. Well, and it just, it allowed you to understand how different cultures uh, interact with one another, their their different beliefs, and just, man, you, you were just able to do something pretty special yeah and uh and while i was there in a short amount of time my fourth year at that school uh, the head baseball job opened up mm-hmm. and so here i am a 26 year old that felt like he knew it all and uh got in and and became the head baseball coach of this pretty good high school they, they were pretty good at that point uh-huh and my original goal was I'm going to coach this for three or four years, and then I wanted to go on and coach college baseball. That was that was the the, the plan. That was my that was my aspiration sure. to go and do. And so I got into it, and I, I would have told you, Skip, even at the very beginning, um, that I got into coaching to develop young boys to men. I, I would have told you that, and, and I think most of my actions followed that. Uh, however, with my big aspiration of coaching college baseball. I focus more on the performance, the production, the accolades, the the winning, that type of stuff a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of my main emphasis was was there. And when you do that, you ignore other vital aspects of the organization. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I wasn't paying that much attention to parental relationships and me communicating effectively. And my third, almost fourth year as a head coach, uh, I was faced with a pretty big challenge uh, and um, – between a group of parents and myself. Mm-hmm. And, and it, was, it was stressful. It was exhausting for myself, for my wife at the time. Or, or she still is my wife, but at that time in, in our lives, it was very stressful for all of us. And um, ended up where we had restraining orders. We had to go into court. And uh, from that situation and just the stress, I, I left court that day and I called my dad and um, Told him, I was like, Dad, this is what's going on. Well, he knew it, and this is what happened. And he simply asked me, he's like, Brandon, what if you use this as an opportunity to get better mm. instead of just complain? Sure. Um, as a 26, 27-year-old, you, you didn't want to hear that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's not why I wanted my dad just to be that shoulder I could complain on. But uh, that just stuck with me. Yeah. And then eventually my wife said the same thing. Yeah. And I began to understand. I was like, wait a minute. If I if I don't change, I've got one more year of coaching, maybe. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. And so at that moment, I really began to sit back and go, okay, what? why am I coaching? What is the real purpose that I'm here? And that coincided with me reading a book by Joe Ehrman, uh, Season of Life. Yep. Uh, and in that book, they just talk about building a football program where boys become men. And that that is the real reason why we coach. Yep. Um, I, that just resonated with me. It inspired me. And I sat down with my staff and just said, hey, this is where we're going. Um, and we have to ensure that our values back that and that our actions back what we say. And uh, that's what we did. So for the next seven, eight years, that's how we ran that program. Yeah. Uh, we were involved in the community. Uh, we were doing uh, all kinds of tailgating with the families. I was over-communicating with parents. So if you showed up late, skipped to practice, and were running, I was calling parents and saying, hey, Skip mm-hmm. showed, up er- or showed up late. Uh, he's running. How can we work together to, to get him yeah. back on track? And so I really began to create a bunch of allies in that situation. Communication. It, it, and, it, and I just missed it all, right? Yeah. I would have told you early yeah. on I communicated really well. Yeah. Um, the breakfast of champions. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, we started doing that. And in every conversation just related back to, hey, you becoming a better man, a morally sound man. Yeah. And so if parents wanted to have conversations regarding um, playing time, 
well, if they could convince me that their son's playing time improved or, or developed them as a better person and a better man, then we would have that conversation. Sure. And if they couldn't, then that conversation was over. Sure. And so I, I just, I fell in love with the aspect of like, you know what, if I had boys on that field that just bought in with one another, that were really striving to be better people, uh, that were focused on their actions and their behaviors, man, the season was a success regardless mm-hmm. of wins or losses. And when we did that, uh, you sit back and you look at those wins and losses in that production, and it was really, really remarkable of what happened. Uh, and that those last seven years, uh, we won a, we won state championships. We were runner up. We won a national championship. Wow. Uh, we ended up in that in that span of my tenure there. We ended up having uh, twenty. 21 boys get drafted out of that high school program no that amount of time. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, and and I would contribute it all to that change, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, where we got boys that concentrated yeah. on the right yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, that's that's an amazing story. You mentioned, uh, just to pause for a second, Joe Ehrman. <clears throat> Joe Ehrman's known as America's coach. We had him here in Boise. We awesome. had him come out and do a conference uh, for local coaches and leaders and stuff. And, uh, boy, what a great program. Uh, it was, and when you, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. When you read his book and you see him focusing on the right things, I mean, their performance yeah. is just, yeah. it speaks for itself, Absolutely. right? So continue on. Yeah, so that, that love of leadership and character development, just it, it went into the classroom. That's how I taught. I began setting up uh, different leadership programs for coaches on campus, a leadership academy for kids on campus. And that's the part that just really that, that was my passion. Uh, I was teaching U.S. history, and in history, I'm teaching it about character and leadership mm-hmm. and whatnot while, while I'm instructing the kids. And uh, my wife, um, she was a former Boise State Bronco gymnast. Yeah. And ever since I've known her, she wanted to move back up to Boise. And so I'm like, no, we're, we're, I'm not moving to Boise. I'm from a small town. I'm not moving to Boise, Idaho. Well, the next thing you know, a bunch of her friends start getting married up here, and we're visiting. And I'm realizing that Boise's pretty cool. Pretty special. Yeah, it's it's, it's unique. Uh, Not what I had thought it was. And then we start having kids. And so we start having kids, and we love Phoenix. My wife's family's down there. We have Mm -hmm. a lot of friends down there. Uh, But I would say we just just got tired of the size, the heat. And uh, we felt that God was just always putting Boise back on our hearts. Mm -hmm. And we were were of that mindset that we don't want to live with the regret. And yeah. uh, so we thought, well, let's try it. Yep. Our kids were young enough when we moved up here. They were almost eight, six, and four. And we thought if we move and we don't like it, we could always move back. Yeah. And so as we transitioned, I transitioned out of teaching and coaching kids and began working in leadership development and working to teaching and coaching adults. Uh, for about three years there, I worked for a company based out of Green Bay. Um, and it was just really that transition piece of uh, – of, um, helping me transition out of really kids and working with adults. Mm -hmm. And then back in this past March, I I left that company and started my own company, Infinite Strengths, which really focuses on just developing people's confidence and self-belief to lead. Right. Um, And uh, when that happens, people are more capable of leaning into conflict and they they begin to see it as an opportunity. And it, uh, it's, it's really inspiring to see what can happen when people, when people know that uh, they, they can, they can influence and impact some people. Mm, so. Wow, wow. Well, that's quite a story so far, but uh, we're not done yet. Um, Infinite Strengths is the name of your company. Yep. And uh, I know you talk about leadership. You talk about success. So let's let's take a deep dive into some of this and kind of get your perspective because people would have different definitions probably of what a great leader is and what does success look like and 
But in, in, in your mind, what does success look like to you? Man, uh, Skip, that's such a great question. Um, I sit back and I work with a lot of leaders, a, a lot of individuals. And when you think of just people in general, they always, pe- people will tell you they want to be successful. You know, I want to be a success or I want to leave a legacy. Or I want to have an impact. Well, to me, success, impact, legacy, those are byproducts based upon how we live our life. Mm-hmm. And if I try to just go out and make an impact, man, I, I'm going to be overbearing. I'm going to be too pushy. Uh, but if I can control what I can control, now success, impact, legacy, and that type of stuff can happen. And so when I ask people that, hey, what does success look like to you? Most can't describe it. Yeah. And and if you can't describe it simply, then you don't know it well enough. Then you're mm-hmm. not hitting it. And so for me, when I look at success, I really bring it back to how I behave, right? Yeah. What what are my values that are so important to me that I can't violate them? Because if I do, it brings that sense of guilt, right? I I just don't feel right. So if I know my values, now I'm able to bring those into every relationship, whether it's on this, this talk show, whether it's with a client, whether it's with my wife, whether it's with my kids, uh, it doesn't matter. I can bring those values in every situation. And regardless of the outcome, I can yeah. walk away of it feeling successful. Yeah. Yeah. So performance or production, uh, you really can't control some of that. Correct. But you can control your actions, your behaviors. Yep. And that's kind of where you want to go, isn't it? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I mean, being, being a baseball guy, you know, if we just, if you look at hitting, uh, if I just focus about my being successful hitting a baseball, I mean, if you hit 250 uh, nowadays, I mean, you are, you're an all-star in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, any other worlds, that, that's, that, that's not a good return, right? That's not a good performance. So what is it that you're doing to ensure my mindset is right and I can walk away going 0 for 4, 0 for 16, right. and still feel confident? So. Yeah, yeah, good, good stuff. Well, let me ask you this question. Um, what, what are those behaviors or values that, that you can control, and when you do, you feel great? What are some of those those things. Great. And for each person, they're going to be different, right? They'll be, they're set to individuals or to companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me personally, the, the number one most important value for us is to love God with our heart, soul, mind, and body. There you go. Uh, and uh, we, I attempt to bring that into every relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that my actions allow him to smile down on me on what I'm doing, regardless if it's good or bad, right? It's, it's easy for me to be happy and for him to smile on me when things are going great. Yeah. But if it's a challenge, uh, how is he looking at me and, and yeah. how am I behaving? Uh, so that, that's our number one. And if God isn't in it, why well, it's probably not going to work. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> yeah. uh, our second one is integrity. Um, and, and this, and when I say our second one, like these are our family values as well. Sure. What we talk to our kids about and helping them understand, Hey, what, what does it mean to be a man or a woman? And we base it off of these values, not, not what culture is going to share and say to them, but this is what it means. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so integrity is huge for us. And I think that's one that gets used a lot. Yep. Um, but it's that aspect that are you really living this way yeah. uh, because we are either a person of integrity all the time or none of the time it, right. it, there's no in between there's no 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 gray area yeah so and it and it stems to to all of it i remember when we when we created these values um, we were going into the movie theater one time and my oldest daughter, you know, typically when you take a family to the movie theaters, before you go in, you're, you're stuffing the purse and the backpack filled with candy and, and everything else because it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And we start walking, we're getting out of the car and my oldest is like, dad, what, what are you doing? Or are you allowed to do that? Mm. And I looked at her and I was like, huh, 
No, you're not. And so you take it right back out and you go buy the $17 bucket of popcorn, yeah, right? there you go. Uh, but it really is. It's that piece that, man, what are you doing what you say you're going to do? Yeah. And are you upholding your commitments? Yeah. Um, and so when we don't do that, I mean, you talk about just feeling miserable when yeah, that happens. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. And then uh, another one would be? Uh, this whole aspect of being a person of action. Yeah. Um, I, I am a strong believer in that you can't uh, talk your way out of something you acted your way into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I don't want to tell you I'm going to do something and then not do it because, one, that's going to affect our trust, our relationships. And so if I'm going to say it, I'm going to do it. And I allow my actions to really speak for me. Yeah. Uh, I used to, as a teacher, I used to tell my kids that their actions speak so loud I, I can't hear what they're saying. Right. I don't want to hear about your, your, your homework or this or that. Either you did it or you didn't do it. Um, and, and when you can have that mindset, man, it's amazing what you can accomplish. Mm, for sure. For sure. So a couple others that, that are on there, I know, I think you has, you mentioned courage too. That, that seems to be a, an important one as well. Well, a, as people, right. Yeah. We're, we have fears and for me to tell you, Skip, to never be afraid again. Well, that's not always realistic. Uh, so we always have fears, but it's, it's, the elite leaders are going to sit back and find a way to um, address those fears or not allow those fears to keep them from achieving all that they want to. Um, And that can be as simple as my kids being in class and being afraid to raise their hand and give an answer, right? Because they don't want people to think they're silly. Well, we can't allow that to happen. Or being afraid of what you're going to think of me, Uh, being afraid of rejection, Mm -hmm. Uh, being afraid of failure. Well, we want to make sure that we're courageous in the aspect that I'm going to lean into it and I'll have the difficult conversations when they need to. I'm going to take those educated risks, not crazy risks, but I'm going to take those educated risks and just really lean into my fears. Yeah, yeah. I've often heard it said the two biggest uh, fears are the fear of rejection rejection and the fear of failure yep and those are two things you gotta you gotta hit them right between the eyes with some courage exactly yeah i mean because we're we're all going to fail right but it's just it's a learning opportunity yeah uh and that brings us to to one of my other or our last one which is really this whole concept of, of persistence um there's a there was a study that just came out from uh, West Point that said that this concept of persistent persistence or grit is the the single biggest factor of the success of the cadets that come through West Point. It's not IQ. It's yep. nothing else. It's just this mindset that they're not going to stop right. uh, because their why is strong enough. Yep. And when our why is strong enough, and I'll, I'll I'll run through anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there's one other area that maybe we can we can hit on here in just a second. But again, we're talking with Brandon Buck of um, Infinite Strengths, and we're talking about building uh, people, building men and women. Um, what about character and character development? I think, in my mind, this is such a huge, huge thing. I mean, you see it in in the in the family, you see it in the business, you see it in politics, you see it everywhere. But um, Talk to us about character and character development. I, I think it. I think it stems back to once again the whole concept of what success looks like to a company, what success looks like to an individual, and within that, um, your overall character of how you behave all the time is essential um, for trust and your achievement of that success. Um, when you look at character, uh, Skip, if, if you are. Uh, a moral sound man right here on this radio show, but then you go home and you're not, you're going to lose trust in a heartbeat, right? Um, I'll often talk to business owners and just find out like, hey, would your kids even recognize the person at work? 
Yeah. Right. Are you the same person at home? Are you as you are at work? Yeah. And if you're not, and that I'll say fraud, but that's really what it yeah. starts to be. Uh, where you're just talking the talk. Where you're not, exactly. Yeah. Uh, where you'll see people, they'll go to funerals and man, the, the, the people that worked with that individual, they're crying because they, he was such a great leader, but the kids had, didn't even know him. Yeah. Uh, and so that, that's that piece of, man, you have to be a sound character all the time, whether you're by yourself, whether you're at the company or not, or your fall is going to be really far. And I think we've seen that quite a bit here recently, of uh, just certain business and political leaders and their fall from the, the respect with just the way that they behave and yeah. the lack, the yeah. lack of moral character. Yeah. Yeah. Character counts. Yep. Character counts greatly. Well, let me make a statement here, Brandon. Um, and, and by the way, folks, we're going to give his uh, contact information website uh, at the end of the show here. Well, I can actually mention it now. and We'll do it again at the end of the show. But InfiniteStrengths.com. InfiniteStrengths.com. If you'd like to get a hold of Brandon, find out more information or how you may be able to utilize him in, in, uh, in your place of work or organization or whatever it might be, why, uh, that's how you can reach him, Infinite strengths.com so Brandon I'm going to make a statement here and I want you to comment on it okay Okay. we know we have to perform but if we perform in the wrong way we're going to destroy relationships and reputation whereas we can do everything right but maybe not win how do you respond to that Um, when you look at companies companies are, are we have to we have to produce within a company Right. They, they have to perform. There, there's the two aspects. There's the being side and there's the doing side or the performance side. Um, so we have to be able to hit certain numbers. We have to be able to to uh, produce and, and make income and, and hit our margins. However, if we don't go about it by um, moral, ethical ways, well, now all of a sudden we're going to destroy uh, relationships. Our reputation is going to be tarnished. And we just leave this really carnage that that trails everything that we do. Whereas if we focus and we do everything right and we're not hitting our performance, it simply gives us opportunities to coach, right? In my background, it's this whole concept that, man, what we have, we have to coach them up. Yeah. And so if I have a group of people that do it right and they, they live by our company values and, man, they're just solid people but they're not performing – I'm going to coach that piece up. Yeah. Maybe you're a sales guy, Skip, and you're just not hitting numbers. And we're going, okay, Skip. Well, let's. How many people are we talking to? What, what's what's what are we doing throughout the week? What are those really major priorities that we need to be doing to ensure we're being productive and not just busy? Yeah. yeah. If, if we have the individual that is a performer and they're not meeting our behaviors, well, then we go back and we coach it up. That yeah. person's really vital, you know, important to the organization. However, they're putting you in a weird situation of, hey, the way you're behaving is it's not how we do business. Right. So we need to begin to coach that person up. Yeah. And when we come through that, if eventually that doesn't pan out, well, unfortunately, it's not a fit. But we want to do everything we can to coach our team up first to be yeah. able to do both and not just take the easy route and get rid of people and everything else. Right. That, that's not our job as a leader. Yeah. Well, well, you're speaking my lingo now because my mom through all the years of coaching and post-coaching and when I speak now it's all about coach them up not down yep you know we need they need to learn to do things right yeah but there's a way to do it that that doesn't put them down that doesn't beat them into the ground and and to lose courage you know coaching them up gives them encouragement encourage them to do well give them courage 
and not the opposite because yeah. you, you oftentimes, especially sometimes in the, the little league stuff, you see coaches getting on players and, and you can just kind of see their whole countenance fall. Yep. And, uh, but coaching them up, not down, I think is, is so important, whether it's, whether it's in the home or whether it's in, in business or, or uh, wherever it is, why coach them up, not down. Yeah. Well, that's it, a great lesson. Well, I love, you know, all of us, we always talk about how can we motivate and inspire our team? Yeah. Well, that takes time that you're not going to do that on a one day or a weekend retreat or the company picnic. Uh, you have to spend time with your organ, with the, the employees of your organization and get to know them. You know, Skip, if I get to know you uh, and you know, we have a great relationship and we've built a lot of trust and you know that there's love there, yep. man, I can challenge you. Yep. Now, if there's not that love piece and I challenge you, it might work the first or second time, and then eventually it just becomes noise. Right, right. And so there's there's no shortcuts to it. Um, for, for leaders to be able to coach people up and to inspire them to achieve more than they thought, we have to spend time together. And that has to be a priority. Right. Uh, that doesn't mean you do it all the time. But that means you better be doing it weekly uh, with individuals, or you know what? People don't know who you are, and, and now, now they'll be compliant but they won't be compelled. They're not yeah, going to go above and yeah, beyond. Exactly. Well, Brandon, we've got a, a little over a minute left here, but I want to spend a little time on, on something I know that, that's, that's, that's in your uh, wheelhouse, and it's called No More Butts. Talk to us about No More Butts. Well, so it's, it's actually like now, not, not but. Um, as, yeah. a, as a coach, when we're trying to encourage players and coach them up, we just felt it just everybody uses the but. Yeah. It's like, Skip, you're doing a great job. But. Uh, everything before that, they forgot. Right. And so we began looking and trying to figure out how can we fix this. And we realized that if we just switch the word but to now, mm-hmm. everything is encouraging and building on top of it. So it's like, Skip, man, you hit that ball so well to the to the outfield. Now, if you get off your backside, that ball is going to leave, yeah. right? Or, hey, you did such a great job getting to the right side of that ball. Now, if you come through it or you, you feel it on this side, it's going to be smoother. You, you'll have better you'll have better actions. So, Or you can use it at home. You know, with my son, hey, Mac, you're doing a great job taking the garbage out. Now, if you actually put it in the can, mom's <laughs> going to be so excited, right? Absolutely. And so it's just a small little change. Tweak. Yeah, it's just a little tweak, right? Because it's not even the message it's how the message is delivered yeah. and if you can deliver it the correct way it encourages people to go yeah. go above and yeah. beyond and it's in the it's in the coach them up in the in the positive sense exactly not when whenever like you said whenever you hear that word but well, that everything else is forgotten and you you're just going to hear the next yeah. the next line i heard it from several girls brandon you're a great guy but <laughs> right so <laughs> all right well listen this has been very enjoyable and hopefully helpful to our listeners and brandon buck we want to thank you so much for coming in today and talking about infinite strengths and again if you want to uh, touch base with brandon or go to his website it's infinitestrengths.com thanks again brandon good thank you very much really appreciate it game plan for life with coach skip hall is brought to you by the following sponsors Hollingshead Eye Center. See the difference experience makes. For more information, 208-336-8700. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's. Oh, yes, we did. Rocket Express Car Wash. It's a blast. And Hoffman Auto Body. Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust.
If you would like more information on how you and your business can become a sponsor of Game Plan for Life with Coach Skip Hall, just call the radio station at 208-377-3790 and someone will help you get in the game. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.